You like that roar? If you don't like that roar song, you're religious. I, I told my uh, the people that made that uh, uh, little video, I said, put the roar at the end so we can run out religious people. Aren't you glad you got a relationship? Amen. Well, uh, you are a champion, and God wants to hear you roar, right? That's what it's all about, us being standing up as champions for Jesus Christ. And I told Katie when she sang that song, that song is going to affect millions of people. Katie's going, oh, mother. But, of course, you know, what was it, the next day or two days later, it had gone into 60 Nations as number one or something like that? Yeah, it went into um, 60 Nations uh, in two days at number one. And in my prayer time, the Lord said the reason why it's gone viral and number one in two days is because people are grasping for light, for hope. Uh, people are tired of the, you know, sex and drugs and rock and roll and all the music. And, and, and you know, that song brings hope. It brings, you know, uh, uh, light. And even though it's not per se a Christian song, you know, some Christians think everything has to be Christian. Well, your eggs you ate this morning were not Christian. They were chicken. Amen. I know this is going to be good. I can tell already. Some of you are looking at me like, where did he come from? Well, I'll just let you know. We are from Orange County, California, Southern California. If you don't know where that is, that's where you go before you go to heaven. So you're going to stop off. Say amen. Amen. Well, we're honored to be here today. We know God has great things for the Gates Church today. We're here for such a time as this, and this is an appointed moment. I mean, a third time is the time that we're supposed to be here, right? <laughs> but God has made a way for us to come, and we know that there's going to be words that are spoken. You know, a lot of times the Lord uses us in the prophetic. And so if you hear a word over there that's given to somebody and you say, that's for me. Well, that is for you. You just take it. You just hold on to it because God's speaking to you too. Amen? Amen. My wife can preach. No, she can't because I taught her everything. <laughs> no, but she does. She, she travels all over the world, and uh, she has a RISE conference meetings for lady, ladies only. Men can, are not allowed unless you wear a wig and sit in the back. I, and, and I try that one time, and they all notice me. So anyway... Uh, but uh, uh, we're going to have uh, a conference coming up here in, um, are you on? Turn her on, Rich. You can turn her on now, but then turn her off. <laughs> we're going to be in San Jose, California with uh, Pastor Dick Burnell for our Rise Catch the Wind conference, activating your prophetic voice next month. And then we're going to do four conferences next year, and we're going to do a marriage conference in Las Vegas. Amen. Everybody can get there. We did a marriage conference in Kauai last year with Pastor Jensen Franklin, our pastor, and pa uh, Bob Harrison, the businessman. And that was awesome. A lot of leaders and businessmen came. We had a great time. But, uh, you know, us ladies, we like to get together. But then we've got to get the men together, too. Amen? So the we women do that. like it more than the men. But uh, no, our no, pastor is, like uh, pastor, how many know Pastor Jensen Franklin out of Atlanta, and he's got a church in uh, Orange County, and, and uh, he's our covering, and, and uh, we have our offices there. We travel out of there. We've got a great relationship. We've been there about four years. Um, your pastor was talking about over the three years, you know, to get me here. Actually, it took him three years to figure me out and make sure it was okay that I didn't, you know, have a, want a revival, not a riot. So... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so finally we made it. Amen. But uh, we're honored to be here. We travel, you know, all over the world. Uh, like Pastor said, it's 44 years of ministry, um, full-time ministry. I'm 45. I didn't like that laugh at all, lady back there. I'm going to have a word for you. Hallelujah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, touching this generation. God is, uh, uh, give it a little background, and, and uh, we're, we're, we've got a platform uh, somewhat because of our daughter, uh, but we don't use our daughter. You know, my daughter, who she is, she's who she is, and, and, uh, but it's given us a platform to speak into the generation, and um, we've got their ear, and that's what we're touching, and uh, 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 that's what we're going for, because we cannot lose this generation. Come on, somebody. Now, now listen, you can respond to me. I, I, I'm a white boy. I may not be able to jump, but I can preach if you help me out a little bit, all right? So don't just look at me all the time. Get involved. Amen? So I know we're in Texas, but, but anyway, <laughs> so, so we're, we're traveling and we're touching this generation. God's opened up a door. And, and, and you know, uh, it's very amazing uh, the uniqueness of this generation. And they're the one that have their anointing, really, that God has put an anointing on their life uh, uh, to, to reach the harvest. How many knows there's a great harvest out there? See, uh, let me just say something. You need to get ready for big. I said you need to get ready for big. No, I mean, really, you need to get I mean, this is good, uh, but God wants to fill this place up. Come on. Because there's a big harvest out there. There's a great harvest out there. And, and, and God said in the last days, He's going to pour His Spirit out on all of us. And, 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 and this generation, uh, I found out they're hungry for the real Jesus. They, they don't want the church Jesus with all the rules and regulations and stipulations. And you can't do this and you can't do that. You can't go there and you can't watch this. Come on, somebody help me. Thank God you're not sitting in a church with a lot of rules and regulations that's bound by, come on, somebody help me, that you're, you're free. How many are free this morning? Come on. Some of you need to notify your face that you're free this morning. Come on. I'm, I mean, I'm free. I know sometimes I rub people the wrong way, but I'm free. Come on. I, I, I think I have more problems with religious people than I do the devil. Because they oh, really one. One preacher came up to me a while back and he said, Brother Hudson, you're a gospel, a minister gospel, a, a gospel of the ministry. And, and he said, how can you be a minister of the gospel and wear skinny jeans? <laughs> like I'm going to hell for skinny jeans. I said, because my legs are skinny. <laughs> it ain't called fat jeans, they're called skinny jeans. Come on, somebody. <laughs> are you listening to me? I mean, come on. Like, you know, there's a... See, uh, I found out they want the real Jesus. Come on. And, and they don't want the religious Jesus. They want the real Jesus. And, and, and the real Jesus is just full of love and grace. Come on. And, and so I found out also that most Christians are too spiritual. I, I, I really can't handle people that have to have King James in everything they say. I mean, they spiritualize it. I mean, don't raise your hands if you know somebody like that because they may be sitting next to you. But they spiritualize everything. You know what I mean? Like, I was in Walmart the other day and the Lord spoke to me. They had beans on sale over there and the Lord said, buy them beans. And I went and bought a whole bunch of beans, bought a whole case of beans. Well, how many know that wasn't God? Because beans have a reaction and that is not of the Lord. <laughs> so don't stand around me praising God. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We're, we're, we get to 
spiritual. Church folks, they're just too spiritual. They got to talk. I mean, come on. We got to come down to their level. They don't understand things. They don't understand. The world doesn't understand some of the church language. I was listening to a guy. He was standing on the corner and he was preaching. And, 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 and then he was witness to some guy. And he said, man, you need to come to my church uh, next week because my church was on fire last week and my pastor was on fire. And the guy looked at him and said, well, did anybody get out alive? <laughs> come on. They don't understand that stuff. You know what I found out about this generation is they want to know, do you love me? Come on. Because truly, in reality, the reason you're sitting here this morning is because of the love of Jesus. Come on, somebody. It's not so much of the preaching of the gospel where you came to the front or, and you had an altar call. That's all good and fine. But it was really that love that God poured out in your life uh, that you were so drastic and you went so many directions. and You were hungry for reality and a love. And when it touched your life, come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but Jesus touched my life. Thank God for that love. It transformed my life. I was a hippie in the 60s, a radical hippie. I had long blonde hair. It went all the way down my back. Man, I, a beautiful, long, silky blonde hair. I mean, when I'd sit at the bar and be drinking, guys would actually come up and tap me on the shoulder and want to dance with me until I turned around. <laughs> they said, no, thank you. I said, no, thank you. Because <laughs> I look like a cute blonde from behind. But one day in the 60s up in the mountains... God touched my life and transformed my life. And this generation, all they want to know, uh, do you love me and are you real? Not so how much spiritual you are and how many scriptures you got and, and you can't talk normal. They don't understand that stuff. They just want to know the real Jesus. Come on. And can I say something new? You need to prepare. God gave you this building not just to have a few folks, but hundreds of folks. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I'm, I'm talking even thousands of People say, well, you know, I don't like, you know, big crowds. Well, you're not going to like heaven. <laughs> you might as well get used to it. Come on. And if you don't like the crowd in heaven, there's another crowd that you will not like. Come on, somebody. But there's a, a, a in these last days, God is uh, reaching out to this generation. And, 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 and there's a harvest out there. And they're coming in. And we need to prepare for it. See, whatever you're preparing for right now, you're going to get Whatever you're believing for, just like that girl stood up here and she started believing and all of a sudden things, uh, uh, you know, came about. Whatever you're preparing for, you're going to get. And, and, and listen, God loves people. That's why you're here. And we should, be no, we should not be selfish thinking that we've got a nice little group of people uh, and that's the way it's going to be. There's a lot of people out there. Listen, there's, the Lord showed me that there's prodigal sons and daughters that have been in churches that have fallen away from the grace of God because, uh, uh, you know, the condemnation and, and preachers. And, you know, we've gone to the world with this finger, haven't we? We've gone to hell for smoking. Come on. God didn't come to you. With a finger in your, well, he might have you. I'm not sure about you. You better stay on the front row. <laughs> I don't know who he is, but I know. Anyway, God did not come with a finger in your face. He came with a hand. Come on, somebody. We need to start reaching out to this generation with a hand and accept them and love them with all their purple hair, their tattoos, their piercing. Come on, somebody. with their. Uh, are you listening to me? 
accept them because every generation is unique and they're all different and they'll always be different and nobody wants to look like you. Come on. And we always try to mold people and you got to do this and wear that and don't do this and come on, just let them be their self. See, I, 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 <laughs> I, I met a woman, she came up to, she tried to be real spiritual. She said, well, hi, Brother Hudson. And I knew it was coming. She said, hi, Brother Hudson, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? She said, well, praise God, I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out. The angels of the Lord kept around about me. My footsteps were ordered of the Lord and everything. I put my hands to props was my husband saved. My kids are sanctified. Praise God, I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. And I'm looking at this thing. <laughs> she said, Brother Hudson, how do you feel? I said, well, in reality, after that, I feel like hell. <laughs> I really do, man. I'm telling you, I better go get saved again. Somebody say Amen. We just get real and let them know of a love and a grace that will change their life. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a praise. Come on, somebody. Clap your hands like you. We're going to get you excited tonight anyway. Now, I want you to come tonight because there's nothing exciting at the house. Unless you got married last night. Some of you look like you've lost that love and feeling. I don't know. How many is happy today? I don't know about you. I don't, I don't, I don't know, but I'm just that way. I'm, my personality is that I rub people wrong because, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy all the time. I'm the same way off the pulpit or on the pulpit, you know, and I, I don't understand people always, you know, depressed. Well, brother, you don't live here. You live in California. No, I don't live in California, and you don't live here. How about a revelation? You live in the kingdom. And when you live in the kingdom, you'll have a little pep in your step. Come on, somebody help me. When you have, live in the kingdom, you'll have a little, come on, you'll, you'll, you'll get a little joy in your life. Come on. Well, you know, Brother Hudson, they're going to talk about you. Honey, they've talked about me before Christ and after Christ. They won't even let me sit in Thanksgiving at the main table because they're afraid if I pay, pray for that turkey, it's going to get up and do a little dance before it goes down their throat. Come on. So they put me over with the kids. Come on, somebody. <laughs> it's a good day. Somebody say amen. It's a great day to be alive. Come on. It is. I don't know about you. I don't, I, it's exciting what God is doing. And just think about this. That God has allowed you to live in this dispensation. And God has allowed you to have so great a salvation. Come on, this is bigger than a church thing. You're going to live with Him throughout eternity. Come on, you should be happy people. Yeah, but are we going to take another offering? Shut up. Keep your money. Ain't going nowhere anywhere. Come on. We're living in a great generation. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful. I don't supposed to be standing here this morning. You're looking at somebody should have already. Come on. I've had a second chance. Some of you have had a second chance. Some of, some of you should have OD'd. Come on. Some of you should have. That, that disease should have killed you or that car accident. Come on. You shouldn't be here today, but you ought to praise God. Raise your hands and give him some glory for your relationship with him. Come on. And be happy. If you ain't happy, go rent the movie Happy Feet. Watch it. It'll make you happy. We like that movie. Me and my wife rent that and laugh. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I'm going to dance like him. Revelation is the fourth chapter. God gave me a word. We're going to get out before the Baptists do. 
Revelation, the fourth chapter. I want to give you a word. Now, tonight, I want to share a vision that God gave me. I believe it's very important. Now, I didn't come to give you a nice little scripture, a nice little service. I came with a word from the Lord. My responsibility when we stand before people, I am not a pastor. We stand in the office of a prophet and an evangelist. You say, you are a prophet? Yes. <laughs> I mean, people make the prophets like, wee. They're just offices, anointings. My wife's a prophetess. When she stands and begins to prophesy over you, you'll know because she'll, she'll read your mail. Don't try to get up and leave because we told the ushers to lock the doors. Come on. <laughs> to tackle you, amen, if you try to leave early. I stand in those offices not because it's some great office. It has its function. Come on, somebody. And... Uh, God uses me in a different way, as you already noticed. I'm a little different. That's okay. God made me out of a different mold. I could never fit in your mold. Come on, don't want to. I want to fit in his mold. He's happy with me. You may not be happy, and he makes sure that I get a paycheck. Come on, somebody. <laughs> he does. But God gives me a word, and my responsibility is we travel around the world, and we do probably eight countries a year, and we go all over every state, every city we've gone into, I believe, all of them, most all of them. I minister quite a bit in the last 44 years. How many know that's a lot of traveling? A lot of traveling. So God gives me a word. My responsibility is when I go into a church, not only have a word for the church in general, but also a prophetic word. And then as we minister today, some, and tonight, we're going to just release that for a prophetic night. How many know what I'm talking about? Tonight's going to be a, I mean, if you want to come, we're going to try to minister as many people as we can. Now, we don't live by prophecy. We live by faith. We don't live by signs and wonders. We live by faith. We don't live by miracles and healings. We live by faith. But we move in that, always have our whole ministry. We work together. We flow together. She has a word of wisdom. I have a word of knowledge. And we'll begin to probably, and you'll see that in just a few moments. But God gives me a word, and especially for the time in the era and the, and the period we're in. And we're in some critical times, folks. We should never take our relationship in church lightly. Come on. We should really look at this thing because things are coming to an end. How many believe that? God gave me this word in Revelation, the fourth chapter. You'll see it on these big screens. I love these big screens. Aren't they great? <laughs> and sometimes it's just a word. How many know God can give you one word and change your life? And he went through the, I went through the New Testament, and you could see where Jesus gave Lazarus three words and totally turned his life around. Stood in front of the tomb, and what did he say? Lazarus, come forth. Bam. It was over. Old Testament. I began to do some research, Pastor, and so I found out, you know, God would send a prophet on the scene with the word of the Lord. And there was a famine in 1 Samuel, I think it was. And it was so bad, they were eating donkey head and dove dung. And I don't know what you had for breakfast. <laughs> but donkey head and dove dung, even with Cool Whip, wouldn't taste good. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And, and so, 
And, and so it was in, in a desire, they were in a, a desperate situation, and God sent a prophet on the scene, and you know what that prophet said? Look at me. He said, in 24 hours, this is going to change. Let me ask you this morning, how many like a 24 hour, come on, somebody, a 24 hour on your money, a 24 hour on your body, a 24, come on, somebody, a 24 hour on your business, a 20, come on, somebody got to shout a little bit. <laughs> That's all right, you get crazy with me, I don't care. You don't get up and run around the church, I don't care. Well, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you just need to get delivered from yourself. The Lord told me, he said, a lot of problems with my people, they just need to get delivered from themselves. Always worried about people going to talk about me. My hair okay? Mine's okay. I just shake it and it falls in place. Look what he says in Revelation, the fourth chapter. And after these things, I looked. Everybody say, look. Have you ever read the Bible and all of a sudden the word goes, Phew. I woke some of you up on that one right there. You went. <laughs> and just comes out like that. Just stands out. That's what you call revelation. When God does that, when you're reading the Bible, there's no more information and it's revelation. And can I stop and tell you that we're living in a day of revelation, not information. And what you need in your life and what you're looking at right now is revelation. Come on, somebody. You need revelation on your family, revelation on your ministry. You need revelation, not information on your money because you got it. You need revelation. And God is releasing revelation at this day and this hour. Even Daniel prophesied it. He said, seal it up until the end of the time. And this is the only generation that's receiving come on somebody ought to shout give the lord a hand revelation somebody say revelation that word jumps out i got one the other day man i don't my wife says, check this out baby check it out and she goes it's always been there so you're raining on my parade you ever got excited about something you go short you say you know about this oh yeah shut up you don't either <laughs> come on God gave me this word, look. Everybody say, look. In this scripture alone, pastor could take this and probably minister three or four weeks on it because there's so much revelation. But he said, after these things I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet uh, talking to, with me and which said, come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. There's a whole lot there. But there's one word looked when I saw that pastor here's what the Lord said to me he said son too many people are just looking look at this look 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 at my kids look at it look look at the economy look 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 they're just looking and he said to tell them that they cannot afford to be looking any longer and then he said this to me. He said, I'm going to begin to release a seeing anointing upon this generation. And I'm going to turn their looking into seeing. Somebody ought to shout a little bit. Come on. I said, he's going to turn your looking. Come on, somebody into seeing. And God is raising up a seeing anointing. Come on. A seeing generation. You, when, before you leave this place today, you're going to walk out here being a seer. Come on, somebody. I know you're overexcited. He's saying, well, now, Brother Keith, why should I be a seer? Very simple, because God is showing. Don't you want to see 
Don't you see some things about the future? Don't you see some things about your family? See some of the things about that girl that's uh, uh, falling away from the, your daughter falling away from the, come on, don't you want to, come on, would you like to see the scriptures rather than read them? Would you like to see Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Come on, not just read them, but see them. Oh, you guys got to come on. I'm telling you, God wants to release a seeing anointing uh, and anoint your eyes with eye salve uh, that you may see in this day and this hour because if we're going to reach this generation, we must see them through the eyes of the master. When God anoints your eyes and you see through the eyes of Jesus, you will see things different. You'll see people different. Come on. We're going to pray for you this morning that you begin to see some things. I began to redo some research and found out there's a bunch of seers in this world. But they're all in the world. How about Walt Disney? Wasn't he a seer? Thank God or we wouldn't have Disney ran. If you go to Asia, it's Disney ran. <laughs> some of you will get that lunchtime. <laughs> we have Disneyland three exits away from where we live. People all over the world come to Disneyland. Walt Disney was a seer. I could tell you some stories would, would excite you about some of the things that he received from God. Mickey Mouse. Oh, my God. I, I can't tell you. It'd take too long. Maybe tonight. How Mickey Mouse was discovered and how it was made. It wasn't something they just drew up. It was something that took place. He was a seer. I wrote some more down. How about Bill Gates? He's a seer. Have some great men and women. How about Steve Jobs? Thank God for Steve Jobs or you wouldn't have the toys, boys. And your iPad and your iPhone and I whatever. All the toys. Listen to me. How about, I brought a few more. Henry Ford. Seer. Thank God he is a seer. We still be riding bicycles. Come on. How about mm, Picasso. My wife and I, we go to France about two times a year. My wife speaks fluent French. Now, let me just say something. I do not know the language of France or French. I know we oui, we. Oui. But if you've ever heard of uh, French language, it's so romantic. It is. It just sounds so. You want to say something to daddy, a little Frenchy, and remember we're in churchy. Car Dieu tant aimé le monde qui croit qu'en lui ne périsse point, mais à la vie éternelle. John 3.16 John, I didn't hear that. I heard something like, I'm going to lure you in the back after the service. Lure? You heard that lure in there? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't hear that? I heard it. <laughs> You know, the French people are passionate over Jesus. They don't like Americans unless you speak their language. Unfortunately, I don't know why. But if they find out you can speak their language, my wife and I can only speak the language. She has the accent. When we go over there, they think she's French. Because where she was brought up a little bit in France and Picasso. 
Millions of people come to see him. Wow, he was a seer. He wasn't satisfied with a little canvas and a little oil painting, man. He saw something bigger. Come on. Some of us are only satisfied with the canvas and a, a little oil painting, but there's a bigger, come on, somebody. God's got much more for you. And when you become a seer, when Paul said that the eyes of your understanding, that I pray the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, you'll begin to see things in a greater degree and a greater dimension. Come on, somebody. How about uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, seer, George Washington? I could go on down the list. There's many seers. And I stopped one time and I said, God, why is it that we have all the seers in the world and they're not in the church? Out of that whole list and much more, Dr. L Dr. Martin Luther King or, or Mother Teresa, those are the only seers. Most of them are out in the world. But the Lord said this to me, Pastor. He said, I'm going to begin to raise up some Picassos. I'm going to begin to raise up, come on, some Henry Ford. Come on. I'm going to begin to, to raise up some Steve Jobs in, in the church. Somebody got excited because that might be you. Are you listening to me? And God's going to raise them up and show the world. You know, there's a move on in Hollywood. We, we travel in that, you know, around the industry because of our daughter. We go to all the... Uh, Grammys and other things. You say, now, do you go to things like that? sin? Shut up. Where do you think God would be? Where do you think Jesus would be? You're going to hide your light in church? Come on. Are you afraid of the darkness? If you're afraid of the darkness, you need to get saved again. The greater one lives on the inside of you. Are you listening to me? You can walk into a crowd and really you don't have to say anything anymore and you shouldn't say anything. Just let that anointing and that love that God has invested in you begin to reach out. Oh, come on. Uh, and begin to move around in that group of unbelievers uh, and they'll grab a hold of you and say, what's different about you, baby? Come on, there's something about you. There's a light uh, about you. Are you listening to me? And there's a move on right now in Hollywood and the industry amongst the, 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 the singers and the, and the Hollywood and the actors and actresses. I always tell people, pray for Hollywood. Because you know what? Growing up in the churches for 44 years, you know what I've heard in the church? People say, you know, Hollywood is going to hell. Well, let me ask you a question. Where were you going? And God loves them. And there's a lot of them right now are getting born again. Come on, somebody. They are. You're going to be surprised, uh, listen, uh, to see some of those that you cannot. Oh, when Lady Gaga gets up and sings, I have to turn the t You might get, one of these days you might get, she might get up and start singing, Jesus loves me, this I know. Come on. God is placing strategically men and women like my wife and I in the industry because we can relate to them. Come on. We don't go with a finger in their face and tell them they're going to hell. Are you listening to them? We just go and let that love reach out to them. And it's amazing how many will stand there and just talk to you about God. You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to, I'm Keith and I'm a preacher and here's four spiritual laws. Shut up. <laughs> no, man, they come around and it's before you know it, that anointing. Because see, God is always looking for someone that doesn't know him. 
For God so loved, look up the word so one time and see how much God so loved the world that he'll go to the, the, the links to find someone that would grasp his love and his favor. Are you listening to me? He'll go across the world and across the ocean just for one person. And when you stand there and you are anointed of God, you don't have to say nothing. Just let it shine, baby. Come on. Well, thank you. Amen. They're out there in the world, but God's going to raise them up. You know, I was cleaning my glasses. I clean my glasses all the time. I clean my clothes, shine my shoes. My car's clean. I got a little dog named Louie. I named him after Louis Vuitton. I'm going to bring him tonight because he travels with Dad. And if you met Louie, you would fall in love with Louie. He's the cutest little thing this side of heaven. Or should I say this side of Texas. <laughs> He's cute, isn't he? He's lovable. Pastor's already had an encounter with him. <laughs> I take my glass. I clean everything. Well, in reality, I am Mr. Clean. There I am. <laughs> Side view right there. Here it is. When I was cleaning my glasses, you know, I had taken them off. And the Lord said, this is what the church is doing, looking just like you're looking. See, I'm looking at you. I'm not seeing you. I, looking at your face, I can't see your definition, definition of your face. I can't see the color of your eyes, I can't, the ex, expression of your face. I cannot. I'm only looking, but when I put these on, now I can see. There is a difference between looking and seeing. Somebody say amen. That's why God said, I want to anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. How many to this morning, I'm going to pray in just a moment here. How many would say, I got to see some things? No, I mean, you're in a situation, you might be at a crossroad. Listen, if you're single, let me encourage you to be a seer, not a looker. Because you're looking, it's bringing, hey, look, pastor, check her out. Ooh, looky, 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 looky. Isn't she something, pastor? And then you say, I do. She does. And that night of the wedding, you go home, start undressing, and you look at her and say, my God, I should have saw that coming. Come on, somebody help me <laughs> And in California, you better know you're a seer because you don't, uh-oh, well, anyway, we better not go there. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that's a reality today, baby. You listening to me? If you're a seer, you, must, uh, you can see God will make things change. Uh, that we were, um, last little thing I want to put in here. We, we did the movie. My daughter's movie has a she has a movie out there about her life, and we were in it. And it's a good movie. It's clean. It's not even rated or anything. You don't have to go see it. or You, could, you know, you can rent it now. It was in the movies for about three months all over the United States. And it's about her life story, and it's very encouraging. And it's what she went through, and we're in it. And, and the producers of her movie, part of me, was the producers of Britney Spears' movie and then Justin Bieber, Bieber's movie, and they're all 3D. How many know 3D is coming about? And these, this next generation, 3D will be the big thing. And so we were doing a, 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 a piece there, excuse me, and the producer of those three movies came up and said, Keith, have you ever thought, now listen to me, because I'm always tweaking things. I'm always making adjustments. I, I want something that they want. Can I stop here and tell you something? You've got to have something they want. Are you hearing me? You just can't come with four spiritual laws and tell them all that. Doesn't be quite, excuse me, move. You got to have something they want. I'm always making adjustments. Where is it that, I mean, what is it that'll grab their attention? Huh? 
And so he said, have you ever thought about this, Keith? 3D preaching. <laughs> Can you imagine? Nobody's ever thought of that. 3D. Can you imagine me, 3D? I'm already technicolor. Come on. And can you imagine when I put my finger like this? It, and every once in a while, I'll spit, and it sort of floats, you know, all over. 3D, it does that, you know. I said, that's unique, man. That's a great idea, 3D preaching. He said, if you want to do it, my crew and myself will come and we'll shoot it for you and we'll pay for the whole thing fifty thousand dollars they came to a service uh, had 1500 people in there we were tearing it up they had some music they had some worship and praise we did it just like a service and they did all the thing in 3d and now they're cutting it they're getting it ready and sooner or later i'm coming to you in 3d <laughs> that would be come on somebody that'd be great It'll grab your attention. I mean, oh, 3D. Have you ever seen 3D? It makes it more real than it is. Come on, somebody. God wants to make you give you 3D today. He wants to touch your eyes. He wants to anoint your eyes. I like the prayer in, in Ephesians where Paul says uh, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hold on now. And we've heard this scripture a thousand times. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Can I say to you, if you're going to walk in faith, because people always say, how do you walk in faith and how do you operate in faith? You just got to be a seer. When you stand in the office of that seer and when you begin to see as God wants to anoint your eyes and then you walk out of this place this morning, every one of us, you don't have to have a certain position. You don't have to be a certain person. God just wants to anoint your eyes. Then you'll be able to walk in faith. If you're going to operate in faith, you must be a seer. You cannot afford to look any longer. Today is the last day that you'll let come on somebody. You will never look the rest of your life. You ought to get happy on that, somebody. Thank you for three people. My God, Mary, these people, I'm telling you what, we got to go to lunch. <laughs> ah. He said, I don't know about you. I don't think oh, well, I'll probably get in heaven and live next door to you. <laughs> Knock on the door. You open the door. Hi. Ah! He's next door, honey. It'll be different. Don't worry about it. Turn to somebody and say, don't worry about it. It'll be different. How many want to see something? How many need to see something? See something about your business. How many business people do we have here? Who, who is a business person that has a, a, le a legitimate business? You, 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 you know, you're self-employed. You're not se selling weed on the, on the corner of Kerrville. <laughs> okay, a legitimate job. A business. How many? Raise your hands if you're a business person. I want to pray for you tonight, but let me just say something to you. God wants to open your eyes and make a millionaire out of you. No, I'm serious. Come on. He's got some ideas. Come on. The world's not. He's saving some stuff, and God just can do, give you one little idea. I can tell you all kinds of ideas that things have happened, and people have become multi-millionaires over little things, not things that you would never ever think about. God wants to raise up millionaires in this church. Are you listening to me? So you can be a blessing. Come on. God doesn't care what kind of car you drive or what kind of house you live in. He just wants you to be a blessing. I would never, when I step over into glory, people walk past me and look down and say, that boy is stingy. 
I'd hate to have tag stingy on my life. Are you listening to me? Listen, we're givers. My wife and I, if you get a check from us, a money from us, you'll lay down on the floor and, and breathe hard. Come on. Come on. Because that's the way we are. And that's why God has blessed us. Now, I don't live off of my daughter because I'm going to have to stop here and tell you. Most people think, oh, you're Katy Perry's parents and you got a lot of money, honey. She got the money. We don't ask her for a penny. We don't live off of somebody. We live by faith. 44 years by faith. And we're totally debt free. Ministry and personal. But because we're givers. We're tithers and we're givers. And like I say, if you get money from me, baby, you're going to know it. It's going to be an impression on your life. Yeah, but look at you. I mean, after all, you uh, shut up. I haven't always been that way and haven't always been able to do that. I started out with 5 and 10, then 20, and then 50, and then 100, and then 300, then 500, and then 1,000, and then 5,000. Are you listening to me? I always had to gradually walk the walk. Come on, somebody. I didn't start this overnight. I didn't become rich when my daughter became famous. Are you still? I had to walk it out. And then one day we said, we're going to get out of debt. And we started paying our bills, got out totally out of debt. Come on, somebody. And when you ain't owe nobody, you got a lot of money to give. Then you don't have to believe God for money because you got more. Let me ask you something. How much more would you be rich today if all your bills were paid off? You could write a big offering today if all your bills will pay off. Come on. I'm going to pray for you right now that God anoint your house. Ooh, I feel this anointing. The Lord said this to me. He said, I'm going to release, you release that word and I'll come behind and I'll anoint it. Come on. I don't know about you, but I got to see for my ministry. I got to know. Where to be? Do you know I have a lot of invitations to go a lot of places? Can I be very honest? I'm very forward, out front. Some ministers wouldn't come to a small congregation like this because you're not big enough. I know them. I don't go because of the size. I be go, go because of the relationship. And I believe a God connection. I believe every one of us need God connections in our lives. We get a lot of invitations to go. And we go to churches of thousands, ten thousands. And I go to churches of a couple of hundred. Because of relationship. Are you hearing me? And that's important. That you have good relationship. And I figured after three years, I should come. Because <laughs> now he knows who I am. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> after I leave, he will talk, uh, have a family talk with all of you. Amen. I mean, he's happy you came today. <laughs> Stand to your feet, put your Bible down, and take your glasses off. Come up here, honey. Hallelujah. We're going to just move right in here. I ask you to take your glasses off because I want you to do something. Just close your eyes for a moment, and I want you to uh, begin to put your hands on your 
on your eyes for a moment. I want you to begin to pray in the spirit. Come on, begin to open up your mouth. Begin to Come on, just open up your mouth. Pray in the spirit. Because we're going to ask the Lord to begin to touch your eyes uh, this morning. We're going to ask God to anoint your eyes with ISAV uh, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for each and every person here this morning. God, there's those that are going through some things and are at major decisions in their lives and even the minor decisions here this morning. But Father, I thank you. You said that you're going to release a seeing anointing uh, upon uh, this generation. And Father, right now, begin to release it uh, from heaven upon each and every eye here this morning. Begin to release it, Father, upon their businesses and upon their families so they can see something. Upon their sons and their daughters and uh, in their ministry, God, begin to release that seeing anointing in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody pray out loud. Release it now, Father. Go all over this congregation. Come on, there's an anointing being released even now in Jesus' name. Yes, and even as you open the eyes of your understanding, don't you see, I'm going to download things to you. Yes, that you've been expecting. Yes, but they haven't come through. But yes, know that I am the God that's doing something new. And yes, it's going to be quickened too. It's going to be faster. It's going to be accelerated. It's going to be something you've anticipated. But now it's going to be made clear to you. Somebody praise him. Hallelujah. Put one hand towards heaven. And I want you to say this out loud. Come on, say, Lord. Come on, say it, Lord. Lord. Today Today. is the last day that I'll ever be looking. Now I want you to shout it out. I'm a seer. Come on now, somebody give him a shout. Come on, hallelujah. Say, I'm a seer. Come on, open your mouth. Say, I'm a seer. Now let me say something. If you don't say nothing, you're not going to get nothing. Your voice has an address in heaven. say anything you know words don't really mean that much oh really well after church why don't you get in your car find a police officer officer stop him and cuss him out and we will send the jail ministry to you tomorrow (laughs) some of you done that I guess before Christ Put your hand up and say, I'm a seer. Come on, I'm a seer, Lord. Come on, I'm a seer. Father, I'm a seer. Come on, say it. I'm a seer, Lord. You're going to show me about my family. Come on. You're going to show me about my business. God, you're going to show me. Father, you're going to let me see some things in my future. God, you're going to show me the one that I'm supposed to marry. Uh, Father, you're going to show me. Father, show me. I'm a seer, Lord. I refuse to ever look a, a day of my life, Father, in the name of Jesus. Ha, <laughs> Come here, honey. The Lord said, faithful, faithful man shall abound in the blessings of God. And the Lord said, son, I'm revealing some things for this future. I'm going to put a word in your mouth and in your heart. And you're going to begin to speak forth because of the dedication and the love that you have for me. No, in these days to come, greater days are ahead, saith the Spirit of Grace. 
And yes, and even though that you do have that business acumen, it's true. There is a prophetic bent about you. And yes, words do come to you. And yes, even as you start to speak them out, you hesitate and think, well, Lord, could this be of you? Yes, it is of me, my son. And I desire, desire to use you in a whole new realm. And even people who don't know me will be astounded by what, they, what you say and what they see in you. So yes, even as you've had favor and yes, you've gone through and people have been... Uh, uh, let op there's been even this year 2015 there's been double open doors of favor it's true there is more coming to pass even as you move out in this prophetic bent that I've already started to show you hallelujah somebody praise him amen go ahead sit down for a moment just remain standing sir both of you stand everybody else sit down for a second just hold her hand there truly and I saw this on you how many give me 10 minutes 10 minutes we ain't going nowhere but home or restaurant. You've been there already a hundred times. We're going to Cracker Barrel. If you like Cracker Barrel, you're highly anointed. So we don't have those in California. So when pastor said there's a Cracker Barrel right by your hotel, I said, I know I'm supposed to be here. But when I looked at both of you, I saw the Lord, I heard the Lord say, truly a mother and a father in the Lord. And the Lord said, in these days to come, I'm going to use you because there's many are looking for real mothers and real fathers in me. And the Lord said, I'm going to begin to place those and stand them before you. And you're going to begin to impart uh, into them wisdom and love and loyalty that you displayed all these years. So know in these days to come uh, that they're going to start coming. You won't have to find them or look for them. The Lord said, I'll place them right before you. Yes, and people, they have been drawn to you, it's true, and sometimes they've been disappointing to you, but don't let that affect you, don't you see? Because they have gone on and they have caught something from both of thee. Yes, dig deeper, and yes, come into that unity of the faith, even as you two stand and agree in prayer. No, this prayer is an effective thing. Yes, it's changing lives around you, and even though you may not see it immediately, continue to praise me, continue to thank me, and I will demonstrate it to you yes you'll start to see it and it'll be ever so clear and yes it'll be a, a delight to your heart and yes even my daughter too there's a healing coming through your body through and through hallelujah come on come on somebody praise him say i'm a seer stand up right here please you stand up hallelujah you know there's a real love for you and the Lord said, I'm going to turn things around. I'm making it right. Things have not been right. But God said, I'm going to make it right for you. And know that I'm raising you up as a handmaiden of the Lord uh, to begin to display the glory uh, of, of me upon others. That uh, you can release it and they'll touch their lives. And in these days to come, it's going to be a great day for you. Even though the past hasn't been the greatest, there'll be great days ahead. Yes, and I've forgiven it and I've forgotten it. I've thrown it into the sea of forgetfulness, saith the Lord. I remember it no more. And yes, know that I am opening for you a brand new door. This is not about what you've done. It's what you're about to be. And the creativity that flows through your hands that is given to me. And yes, and the things that you see in the night seasons too. No, even though I've given you an idea and I've given you a, a, a path to run on, it's nothing for what I'm about to do. 
Yes, it's going to touch uh, even people in this state and the ability that I've given you to. Yes, it's going to go around the nation too. So don't hold back, even in this uh, uh, invention, in this gifting that I've given you. Yes, don't hold back because it's something unique that I have downloaded particularly to you. Hallelujah. Somebody praise him. Amen. How many have heard quickly here a few more and then we've got tonight, but how many's ever heard of the window 1040? If you've been around very long in the ministry, 1040 is the nations. Well, God gave me the window 13 to 30. That's my window. That's who I'm going after. If you're 13 to 30, stand up quickly. The age of 13 to 30, you don't have to think about that, I hope. Some of you looked at one another and like, okay. Not 12 and a half, 13. You wonder where the half went? Have you ever wondered where the half went? You know, you talk to these kids, go, how old are you? I'm 11 and a half. Oh, good. How old are you? I'm 12 and a half. Really? Well, how old are you? I'm 13. What happened to the half? I said, Lord, what happened to the half? He said, I've given it to the older people. But anyway, hallelujah. How old are you? 68 and a half. Thank you. All right. <laughs> God's going to show you in the night seasons. And let me just say something. Don't you ever be ashamed of serving the master. Are you hearing me? And thank God that God has allowed you this relationship. Are you hearing me? Don't be ashamed of Jesus ever. And you're very unique. You're not the X generation. You're the Joshua generation. And the Lord said to me, he said, I'm going to begin to visit them in the night seasons. And he's going to show you. You're going to know before you get to the age of your parents what you're supposed to be doing. And there's a unique anointing on your life and a calling on your life. And so if you pursue it and stay steadfast and stay under submission and stay under authority, God's going to use you in a magnificent way. Raise your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, come on, raise your hand. Both of them way up high and say, Lord, I thank you. Father God for these young people here I thank you Father for this generation I thank you that God you're releasing uh, insight, revelation uh, visions in the night seasons God I thank you that God you're going to raise them up at an early age begin to use them uh, magnificently Father in the name of Jesus yes there is an Elisha anointing on you don't you see and a unique gifting and ability yes you've got a different DNA a different iris in your eye and I have placed you that, that there for you Yes, for that creativity to flow through you. And yes, and even as you go and you start to flow and start to move in it too, there's going to be a double portion of the anointing. Yes, so don't let your friends stop you or influence you. No, let my spirit flow freely through you. And yes, I'll turn a two-lane highway into a freeway for you, don't you see? It'll be easy and the path will be clear before thee. Hallelujah. Somebody praise him. Come on. Give him a shout. Hallelujah. You may be seated. We've got to turn this loose in a minute here and let you go. And we've got all day just to kick back and be back here at 7 o'clock. I know we've, got, we've heard some people. We were on the radio uh, program, two of them. And we've already heard a lot of people are coming tonight. And uh, I want you to get here because I believe I have an impartation, an anointing, uh, and a word. Very important as much as this morning. The vision God gave me about the hand of the Lord is very important. And I want you to get here 
hey, no better place to be on a Sunday night. You don't have to go to school Monday. School's out, right? And you've got all day to kick back. Come on. And we're going to minister to some people tonight, as many as we can. So just, is that okay? Can't do everything in the morning. All right.